0: Welcome to the Legendarium.
1: What have you written that has not already been done? (laughs) That was awful. And you got the job, huh? I got the job. That was (laughs) right there. (laughs) It's (laughs) so bad. It's very bad.
0: Welcome back, everybody, uh, and welcome to an episode with decent sound. Uh, the One of the last <laughs> ones we recorded was the Red Shirts episode, and it ended up recording on the
1: laptop microphone, I think. It was just, I i
0: apologize for that. Let's hope this is better.
1: If you want a good reason to donate to Patreon.com, go back and listen to that episode <laughs> and realize that's where we could and what, hell, have
0: been. You know what it was? Please. I, um, because of the software we use, it's, it's a cheap free software and it is wonderful. It's been great for us, but, uh. It's a little buggy sometimes, and so I didn't notice that it had changed the input unilaterally, and that's that's what happened. So yes, I would love to use better software. We'll get to that in just a moment, but first, today, episode 135, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've been waiting for exactly three months to record this episode. It was three months to the day that this game came out, uh, so I'm very excited about it. I am Craig Hanks, your host, and over there, he's so wonderful, he... Oh, hang on just a second. Hang on, wrong notes. Okay, there we go. He's dumb as a brick, but much more satisfying to throw through a window. It's Ryan Bruckman. <laughs> I need to find these other notes. I'm, I'm curious as to who you were writing them to. <laughs> right. It was Todd. Was oh, so good. dreamy. Yeah. And she's so new to the podcast. She's still under the one episode Immunity from Insults clause. It's first-time <gasps> yes. panelist, Michaela Rivera. Or Hi. Kayla. We're going with Kayla today.
2: Yeah, Kayla is my soul name. You're, Michaela's is just what I go by in, like you know, day-to-day.
1: Legal documentation. All right. So, Kayla, welcome. Very
0: excited. Uh, Kayla, kind of like Kyle, if you are following our Wheel of Time podcasts, Kayla also works in the office with me and Kyle, and I was walking by her desk one day, and it, it, this is actually almost the same as the Kyle story. I walked by his desk <laughs> and I saw the, the computer wallpaper and it had the Wheel of Time logo. And I was like, hey, dude, is that Mickey Mouse or should we be talking? <laughs> and uh, and so he came on for Wheel of Time and I was walking by Kayla's desk and, and there's the big fat Zelda logo right on her wallpaper. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, we don't have to be friends, <laughs> but we should be.
2: Yeah. When you see the Triforce on somebody else's anything, you're just like, you, you and I, we're going to be together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's not what? at all what I said. Uh, no, anyway, we that's appreciate you being here. Before we get started with the episode proper, just a couple things of housekeeping. Patreon.com slash Legendarium is where you can go to support the show. Uh, And not only can you donate on Patreon, uh, or rather support on Patreon, but you can also drop us a line there uh, if you are a patron. I just got a note the other day from Dave. He's one of our $5 donors. It wasn't much, but it was kind of just a keep up the good work kind of post, and I cannot tell you how much it means to us to get those. So thank you very much, Dave, and thanks to the rest of our patrons. And by the way, uh, I am starting to put together the summer care packages for our $5 donors. And so if you have not hopped on that train and you've kind of felt inclined to do so, do so quickly because you do need to be on that, that $5 list for at least I think it's like a month and a half i said or something like that before before you qualify for one of those gift packages so hop on there those will go out probably in late
1: july we're anyway. working, we're working on bottling the tears of each panelist to send out this summer so <laughs> after insults you will get, you'll get either get a vial of ken's tears or craig's tears of joy it just depends you can wear as a perfume whatever you feel like
0: i am looking for <laughs> that was, the perfume oh, I, that, that was weird <laughs> i am looking for suggestions if there's anything that you guys would like to see in those care packages let me know and i'll see if i can make it happen uh... but right now i'm, I'm looking at you know kind of some buttons and stickers and t-shirts and just fun little legendary goodies uh, but let me know if there's anything else that you'd like to see in there. And then last piece of housekeeping. He- oh, no, second to last piece. Head to legend- thelegendarium.reddit.com and join the conversation there. We keep ever so slowly climbing up in membership there on the subreddit, and I love it. That that conversation there is so much fun to me. Uh, the last piece of housekeeping is Facebook. Normally, I kind of gloss over Facebook, but I'll say go to facebook.com slash... I think the legendarium, whatever, just find us. You'll you'll find us. Mm-hmm. But we just crossed 900 likes on Facebook. And I'd really like to get that to a thousand so that we can be legit. And I hear that it takes four uh, four, four digits to be legit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'd rather not quit. I'd rather be too legit to quit. Okay. Um, anyway, so go on Facebook, share uh, the legendarium Facebook page with your friends. And let's see if we can't get that number up over a thousand. And that's it
1: oh my gosh let's talk about zelda that that housekeeping took as long as it takes to get across the Lanryu fields in this <laughs> game <laughs> there you go yes
0: all right here we go i've got a little intro for you guys and then we'll uh then we'll start trading bullet points when we Did you t- just say bullet points mullet points <laughs> mullet point, that's correct <laughs> Okay. Is that was I'm that not that. is that not what we're doing today? Have, my bad. I...
2: I've got almost the hair for it. We're good, guys. Don't worry. Either way.
0: <laughs> All right. When we talk of watershed games, we're talking about games that changed everything. Pong, Tetris, Mario, and yes, the original Zelda on up through Final Fantasy 7, StarCraft, Halo, and many others. What these games have in common is that each changed the landscape of the video game industry for years, sometimes permanently. In the same way that Tolkien created an entirely new and extremely lucrative section for the bookstore, certain games created, expanded, or cemented a niche within the home entertainment industry. But what about when a single game is so big it constitutes an industry unto itself? Only a few properties can claim that sort of size and influence, and Zelda is undoubtedly one of them. So when critics and players call the now three months old Breath of the Wild a watershed game, it means something a little different. Breath of the Wild doesn't do a whole lot that's different or brand new, although the scope, the polish, and the finesse that went into the game should not be downplayed. So what does it mean that Breath of the Wild is a watershed game? It may not turn the course of the entire video game industry, but like a link to the past before it, Breath of the Wild may end up changing the way this franchise works. Whether that's a good or a bad thing is up to you. Well, except for the next hour. Right now, it's up to us. So, Kayla, what would you think of Breath of the Wild? Give me your 30-second elevator pitch. Uh, you are, like, halfway through the game right now, just kind of kicking uh, around, enjoying Hyrule. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you liking it? What do you think? Uh, I it, love it. Does it's, this change everything forever?
2: Well, I don't know if it changes everything forever because I still loved it beforehand. But now it's like, if they, all the games were kind of like this... I would for sure like it would just be even more of a console sell immediately like the moment Nintendo announced it and that Zelda was going to be on it. Boom, bought. Yes, always. Seriously, guys, like Breath of the Wild is like, you know, like lucid dreaming, (laughs) but like with (laughs) Zelda, like anything you want to do, you can find a way to do it in there.
0: So let me let me ask Ryan, uh, you've played. Have you played Skyrim? I know you've done more open-world gaming than I have. Yeah, a little bit. Do you feel like this game is trying to change a lot, or do you feel like this is trying to make a play for the, the open-world crowd, the people who are really enjoying that game, those serious gamers that Nintendo sometimes get accused gets accused of leaving behind? Mm-hmm. Is it a play for those people?
1: Uh, is it an active play for them? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think that's not the intent of this game. I think that they just happen to hit that niche by by doing this this way. Um, That the open world concept for this game is absolutely incredible in scope and size and everything. Uh, But it's really, for me, what makes this game unique and special is what makes it a Zelda game. Uh, Those who are playing Skyrim could come in here and if they aren't fans of the Zelda series, which I highly doubt that they... Wouldn't be <laughs> who's not because it's it, they they really coincide well. Um I think if if a Skyrim fan came in and played this without being a Zelda fan, they they wouldn't care about how open world it was. Like, okay, they wouldn't care about that. No one. It's one of the big things that actually frustrated me most early on in the game, and still does to a certain point. Is how open this world is. Yeah, there's always things you can do, but you're it takes you forever to get to places unless until you figure certain aspects of the game out. And they, I struggle. I didn't get to those points soon enough, so I have. Literally ridden a horse three times in this game. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. And have walked every other inch of this stupid landscape. <laughs>
0: that is sad. <laughs> my
1: my goal is always, where know. is the highest point that I can jump off of so I can float the furthest until I figured out, oh, yeah, I should be traveling. So then I spent, like, a day just going to every freaking corner of the map getting points so that I could just jump to other sections <laughs> of the map. <laughs>
0: How sad. What a sad life you lead. It was.
1: Uh, now, how much time have you put into the game, Ryan? I, I Do you have even, any idea? I don't even know. I, okay. I would easily say that I am probably 20, 30 hours in. Okay.
0: So not not that far.
1: Hey. Uh, Caleb, what about you? Uh,
2: okay. I don't measure in hours. I measure in days. <laughs> <laughs> got five days solid in that game. So. All right. Just right. <laughs> constant.
0: I, when I got the game, I, I was one of the people camped out at the walmart entrance and the Mm -hmm. local walmart opened at 6 a.m and i and i went and bought i bought two switches because i'm that guy (laughs) and a copy of this and um anyway and so i plugged it in i didn't call into sick i didn't call in sick to work that day but maybe like a day or two (laughs) after that anyway and i just played it to death for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like 45 days Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i i think i ended up before i handed my switch over to you ryan i think i gave up about 150 hours of my life and could have just kept going Mm i i it was a sheer joy to for me to wander around uh, you know you're complaining about Mm -hmm. running everywhere and i'm like no i don't want a horse i want to enjoy this (laughs) although i gotta say the music when you're riding a horse is Uh, is wonderful very soothing I'm
2: actually really protective of my horse so like every time I think an enemy is about to like pop up in the road I like jump off and then go fight and clear like the whole road and then I'll go back to my horse and ride up. <laughs> I don't I, want I Win to not,
1: die. I am not that person. I have sent a horse over the edge of a cliff. Oh, no. <laughs> I stopped riding them. I was getting you so just, frustrated with them. You They're, didn't
2: have a great horse like mine. when is is a My goddess. first horse's name was stupid. <laughs> because I, I had finally...
1: So, like I said, I had very limited time to play, and so I'm very focused on, uh, no, I'm like, okay, I got to get to the next thing mm. done, because I only have so long, and we're going to be recording this, and I want to have progressed so far. Mm. And so, trying to figure out the mechanics of getting a horse, it wasn't until Craig's like, you just sneak up behind him, you jump on him. I'm like, really? That's it? <laughs> I couldn't find him for a while, but the first horse I got, I just... I finally got it, and I couldn't figure out the steering mechanism on it. Like, Mm -hmm. the horse goes this way, and the camera's shifting around. I'm like, this is the stupidest, stupid, (laughs) stupid. And I just kept saying stupid. I'm like, what's the name of your horse? I'm like, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So there's one of the interesting things about this
0: game versus others is that they got rid of the kind of well not kind of the very linear story Mm -hmm. of a lot of the older Zelda games and so in the old Zelda games you would visit this dungeon and get this item and then you can use that item to visit this new place on the map and etc etc. In this game once you leave that initial plateau where you're kind of stuck until you get those first four shrines until you or uh, after you leave that everything is wide open you can literally accomplish anything in the entire game from that moment on but the more you play it, the more shrines you find, the more enemies you defeat, the more you do, the easier all those little things become. And so there's a suit that you can get, Ryan, that helps you sneak up on horses easier. I, have oh, I and, don't even have that and there's, a, uh, and there's a suit that you can get that'll help you climb faster. And yeah. Yeah. Let's... I
2: just cook for all of that.
0: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I'm trying to decide (laughs) if I want to let Ryan derail me because he wants to talk about climbing. Uh, Link, the greatest
1: freestyler in the entire world or something. Uh, Yeah, he's incredible. Um, And I have a problem (laughs) because I do climb and I I have a natural tendency to climb the way that... A climber would climb, so I'm following a crack up or I'm doing these different right. things here and realizing I don't have to do this because he can just grab onto whatever and just go straight up and around <laughs> this thing. But watch your stamina wheel because you know I can't tell you how many times I'm like, find a ledge, find a ledge, something that he can just stand on long enough to re- get that yeah. stupid true, yeah. stamina that wheel back up. That is so true. I, once
0: you find all the shrines and get that stamina wheel up, and once you complete your climber's outfit... Then there is no cliff too high It's I have, awesome
2: oh, That suit sounds amazing I have,
1: I have literally kept the, I found the climbing headband And mm-hmm. I have literally never taken that off <laughs> yeah, I know I was the same way It stayed on and I just barely the, Today trying to speed through some things Found the climbing boots And oh, I got nice. to figure out where the tunic Which if you're a true climber I guess it'd probably just be like a bandalo thing <laughs> <like>.
2: <laughs> I don't have any of that But I have so much cooking stuff Okay, I have, like, so everything let's... I make, it has a status. It's great.
0: What do you mean it has a status?
2: Well, like I've got stealth potions. Oh, I've got, like, I see. Stealth fish. I've got
0: <laughs> I... stealth crab. <laughs> so cooking was a big deal when this game was announced. It was like, oh, the cooking mechanism is going to be a big part of the gameplay, and it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it per se, but I don't find it as attractive as some other people seem to. You seem to like it quite I a lot.
2: I really do. Like way more than cooking in Why? real life. Why? Why do
0: you like it so uh, much?
2: I Okay. Well, there's so many things around it. I think it's just all of the little mini feedback things that Nintendo does such a good job of making everything pleasurable about that. Like the little sounds. And you know you've made something good when it goes, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And you get so excited. Um, and then it goes, and then and there's like this cute little pop. And then Link looks so excited. And you he should just so do all
0: their sound effects. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at that. You know
2: what? Let's talk to Nintendo. Let's strike a deal. <laughs> but it's it's just, and all of the, even when Link eats, like he he pops it in his mouth and he slaps his little tummy. And he's like, ah. And you're like, oh, Link, you're so happy. That's so good. Oh.
0: <laughs> you play this game differently than I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like making Link happy. Everyone he talks to says that he's so serious and glum-looking. I'm like, Link, you got to save the world with a smile.
1: <laughs> I have to say, it's one of the things that I find most interesting. I shouldn't say interesting. I don't know what this is. But in the middle, you're in the middle of this battle. You know, I'm fighting a major test of strength in one of the shrines, taking down uh, one of these guardians. And, you know, I'm down to, like, one heart. And so, oh, pop up in my menu. Hold on just a second. Middle of (laughs) the fight here. I got to eat this (laughs) salted fish (laughs) and and this meat and mushroom kebab. You know, it's (laughs) one of those things. Thank you. Now I can resume mid-swipe here hitting you.
2: (laughs) But I used to do that in the old ones, too. I'd pause the menu and be like, okay, let's wait. Hold on. Let me organize everything to make sure. Everything is where I need it to be. C buttons, all good. You know, so... I was used to that <laughs> I
0: I love that just one of those stupid little things about video games where it's like oh yeah it turns out this ain't real life yeah <laughs> love it I, uh,
1: do, I do enjoy the cooking mechanism that when I first discovered it and uh, the, it's one of those things I really wish that there was a little bit more clarity at the beginning of this game once you get off that plateau like you said it's open season go figure out what you're supposed to do right um, and it took me a while to kind of figure out how to do different things because mm-hmm. uh, it's some of it was just trial and error and there's always someone that will teach you somewhere you can find them but the problem is i'm not the sort of gamer who likes to go around talking to everyone in the town i'm like where's the red exclamation mark where's the (laughs) (laughs) give me to the next thing so when i found the cooking mechanism and i started playing around with it i was like oh this is fun it's a a little different cook things up and once i figured out a few of the basic like to be able to control what i'm making like Mm -hmm. i now know you know i'm Currently, my game progress. I have got all four divine beasts. I have made it all the way to the second um, uh, gatehouse in Hyrule Castle. Okay. And freaking Lionel, I just <laughs> hate Lionels with a fiery passion. <laughs> I just discovered, apparently, you can—spoiler alert—for those who don't want to—I guess you can kill them with uh, ancient arrows in like one hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Ching. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess who went and bought a bunch of ancient arrows? Now to go back to that one. <laughs> But I I was able to go through the cooking part portion of it and go hey I'm, I'm about to fight the big boss I should probably get a bunch of full recoveries plus attack plus mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and to be able to control that I really like that element uh, of it to yeah. be able to to tweak things yeah and one of the climbs I had to make there's two shrines at the top of a peak of two peaks and to get to the top one like you've got to be have pretty good stamina or you go and you spend 45 minutes in a freaking field cutting grass to catch restless crickets <laughs> and making stamina potions so that, that you can just too. keep drinking those on your way up so right thanks just <laughs> shooting back that. another Red Bull you know as he's going up the mountainside
0: Uh yes very useful indeed uh, I don't want to talk about cooking anymore. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> let's so let's bring up I've got a few more bullet points, but Kayla, bring up your first bullet point. What do you want to talk about with Breath of the Wild?
2: Um, how about how astounded I was just like the extra depth all of the cultures got? Like it kind of reminded me of oh, what was that game? Uh, Commander Shepard?
1: Mass Effect? Yes. Mass
2: like okay, obviously Mass Effect is Better about this. It, it's much more thorough. It's got like books worth of information and background on every culture and race and everything. But like just the extra things. Like when I went, okay, Varuta was my first divine beast because I love the Zoras. So the moment I saw a Zora, I was like, "We're going here, 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 here." Just streamlined myself all the way there, um, and all of the background with Mifa. And her character development, like, her loving Link and the fact that Zora princesses create uh, Zora armor just to make sure, like, it completely fitted to the person they want to be their spouse. Like, all of that information totally reminded me of uh, Waterbenders from Avatar The Last Airbender. But... Uh, it was well, totally and I thought, fabulous. And I
0: thought we were bad at tangents, Ryan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, the, the amount of background in, in the game with each of the cultures, you have so much more interaction each, and every character seems to have a backstory and a connection, and I really love that because story the, the story elements of Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and things like that were the things that grabbed me and made me love the series in the first place. So the fact that there's just more time to delve into it in this game, I love it.
0: It's interesting you say that because that's one of the common complaints about really? about the game. It's not that there isn't the depth that you're talking about. It's that the depth is different somehow. It's yeah. The storyline isn't just about Link, and it's not just about Zelda. It's kind of what you're talking about. There's a, maybe more world building, mm-hmm. but people seem to miss the 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 link stuff yeah, and the zelda stuff yeah. you he's more of just a vessel to get you through the world uh, than you sometimes get that's uh, a
2: sad way of looking at it. i think i mean because i mean i think that it's still available but it does actually require a lot more seeking out of link's own story like right. i was just like randomly by a horse place one near near the goron city and stumbled across uh uh, Rito. I think that's what it's called. The Bird Gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he sang me the story of 10,000 years ago. And like yes. the whole... Yes. Yeah, yeah. He sang me the whole story. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting to get more background here. But that was really nice. Right. And
1: he'll re-sing it to you anytime you yeah, find him. Yeah, <laughs> true. <it was> d- <laughs> oh, is it the same one? Don't okay. now, I think mash with am I, I think I'm
0: kind of with you on that. I, I like all that background stuff. I do think they could have done both. That's I true. wish that they had... Wait, And neither of you have completed the final cinematic. And so you don't know yet. (laughs) Uh, I just, I found the ending to be a little bit, eh, like, who cares? Like the end of Shadow of Mordor? where it was like, oh, I thought that was it. (laughs) Oh, I guess that's (laughs) the end of the game then. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like that. It was, but the game was such a fun journey. I I almost Mm -hmm. didn't care. Mm -hmm. But I do wish that there were a little bit more of a... uh, I don't know a little bit more of a, a story yeah. so there's a lot of world like mm-hmm. you're describing but there's not a ton of story mm. and so one of the great illustrations of this is calamity ganon mm-hmm. and in many of the previous games most of the previous games ganon is a, is a very physical individual presence and mm-hmm. he has clear goals and he has lines mm-hmm. and he's kind of a traditional bad guy in this he's much more Uh, like Sauron-esque I guess he's just kind of he's a malevolent force way off in the distance that you know you're gonna have to take on at some point and then you do and then the game's over Mm. Uh, but he never he's never a character right Mm -hmm. and I think that uh, yeah I think that that could have driven more of a a storyline yeah
2: I mean I will say that I, I would have liked it. Yeah. I'd say Skyward Sword did a better job of making that like an intimacy with the main characters than Breath of the Wild has. But. And that
0: could be why oh, and I'm about to make some enemies here. Mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, favorite Zelda game. Still. I mean, I, the thing about Breath of the Wild is that I have to let it sit for like a year true, true. before I can start to judge it mm-hmm. against the others, and I'll probably need to play it through again for another 150 hours <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've always loved loved the storyline and the character uh, the characterization in Skyward Sword It's uh, wonderful, wonderful job in that one anyway, Ryan, let's do one of your bullet points, what do you
1: want to talk about? I, I'm going to actually take a, a slight piece of what we just discussed. Um, certain parts of a Zelda story, and I am not a diehard and I don't have the experience that many people have, but I believe that certain parts of a Zelda story should not be optional. And they are in this. Okay. Master so, Sword, mm-hmm. Hylian Shield, uh, basically a lot of things that are very iconic to it, they're entirely optional. And I understand that in an open world setup, like we can do that. But you have to do that, kind of. You, yeah, in large part. But it's one of those things that I they they really push you to it. Every one of the the I'm not going to say guardians, but the the divine beasts. It's the people in the village that lead you to the divine beast. Yeah, the elders, whatever. You know, they always talk about how you have the the here the champion of Hyrule had the sword that could seal the darkness, and they try and Mm -hmm. let you know that it's out there. But there's no real guide for you to find it. Unless you've played one before and you know, yeah, it's going to be near the Deku Tree because it mm-hmm. always seems to be there or in the Temple of Time, one of the two. Right. Um, and I, for me, I got to a certain point. Um, I think it was after my second Divine Beast. I was like, you know what? This I'm 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 feeling this is a very fun game. This whatever, but this doesn't feel a ton like Zelda to me because I'm not staring at the back of the Hyrulean Shield. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> right. I don't have the Master Sword in my hand. And it's taking too long. So I said, okay, that's it. My next goal is to get the Master Sword. So I went and I looked up what I needed to do because I only have so much time to do this and I wanted to do it and said, okay, you need to have... Because I want my freaking Switch back. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a certain amount of hearts. You have to be able to... and, And you go here to do it and this is how you do it. And I went, okay. So I spent the next set of hours just going Shrine. Shrine, shrine. Mm -hmm. Just getting heart containers so that I could go and get the master sword. And as soon as I had enough, I went and I got the master sword. And what happened right after that? Yeah, you can't really use it. You shouldn't really use it against just generic bad guys because eventually it runs out of energy. And I was hate that. (laughs) It's the master sword. Let me have the master sword and the Hylian shield. I'm happy. I I want. I'll just take that and I will be happy running around and attacking people. As much as I love as much as I love the durability aspect and I love having the variety of weapons to choose from and being able to do a bunch of different things with those weapons. I love that I can throw my weapons. Mm-hmm. As, how many times in a game have you thought, yeah, I would just totally chuck my sword at this guy and it would solve the problem. <laughs> I love that I can do that. But there's certain parts like once you have the master sword, I I wanted to be like just stop taking it away from me, and I'm, mm. I'm terrified of the day that my my Hylian shield breaks. You can mm. you can get it again though. I know. Not I, in the same place. I but. have to go get it from some guy. You know, purchase it from some guy or whatever. And I, it, that bothers me. Like yeah. legit. Well, okay. Me. So mm.
0: that that was actually a question that somebody brought up on Reddit, and so I want to read their question, but you've already kind of given some of your thoughts on that, but. Um, this is a Reddit user by the handle of A-Roth. It's, it's E-I-Roth, which I like to read as E-I-Roth, uh, like Eli Roth. Okay. But anyway, E-I-Roth says, How do you feel about the weapon degradation system? Was it just enough to force you to experiment and ration your weapons, or did it just turn out tedious? And I... I think I'm kind of on the same wavelength as you, Ryan, where there were great things about it, and then there were times where I was just like, F you guys. This <laughs> sucks. I loved that thing, mm-hmm. and then it just up and broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think, Kayla?
2: No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably with you guys, too. Like, I, okay, it did make me experiment a lot more, and it did actually excite me a lot to be like, oh, wow, look at all the different things I can use and the things that they do, and oh, I'm going to kill this, this alphos with the blah, 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 you know. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, how I yeah. Yeah, that's how I talk to myself. Yeah, so. exactly. Me too. Yeah, we got so much in common. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say that like the first time they did that, where they took away the Hylian Shield and the Master Sword in Skyward Sword, enraged me. So I feel like I used up all of my rage then. So I just didn't have as much now. Um, but it does disappoint me a little bit because, I mean, I have... Well, I you have get them
0: in Skyward Sword.
2: No, oh, you can get them. No, you do get them. No you, no, you can get them. I didn't know that until <laughs> I'd nearly finished the game, and I was like, "What? All this time? You know, things like that." So, you know, you can get them in this game too, but it takes time, and you want to—you just want to run around with the master sword being Link, just like everybody does. Okay.
1: The, the one thing going forward, I say hold on to the degradation system. Yeah. But we need—I I would like two tweaks made one is that you have some idea as to the weapon's durability when you get it. Yes, mm-hmm, it's one of those mm-hmm. things like I have Measurably. no idea how many times I'm going to be able to hit something with this before it breaks until it says it t- gives you the warning like two hits away until you're it's gone, right. it's severely mm-hmm. damaged. And I would like a repair system if there's something that you care yes. about and you want to keep it put a blacksmith in each town and charge me rupees to repair it yeah
0: I'd like that I was
2: actually surprised there wasn't that because I was expecting it like um uh in Fire Emblem you can do that where you can repair your weapons and stuff and I was like oh okay that's fine that I can't they're just gonna lose the Zora sword that's
1: fine yeah I'm sitting here I've you know with an edge of duality or whatever and it's like my last hit so I'm like well, I'm not going to be able to fix this, so I'm just going to chuck it. So mm-hmm. I pretty much make it a point to throw my weapon right before it breaks because right, Why it not? Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I I like that suggestion quite a lot. Uh, so I I know that the execs at Nintendo are big Legendarium fans. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there you go. All right, another uh, another Reddit comment. This one from our old friend AU. Uh oh shoot. AU, you know what? I'm going to save this until a little bit later in the podcast. I forgot. This is kind of a general Zelda question. Mm-hmm. And so, we'll get we'll get to that one. Oh, man, was that a hard tease or what? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about let's talk about the music. Because okay. as long as we're talking about things that are mandatory in mm-hmm. a Zelda game, that's one of them. And not just music. I mean, every game has music, but good music. Now, when I first popped the game into the console and I started playing it and I'd been playing it for five, 10, 20 hours, I was like, I was pretty miffed Mm. because there wasn't, there wasn't like a, uh, cool overworld theme. Like you've got all the way through, well, pretty much all the games really. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's no Hyrule field theme song. Right. And then I kind of realized that, you know what? They were really, really smart to go with this really minimalist thing the music will usually cut out when you're just running around and it'll pop up every once in a while while you're running around and when it does it's very Mm low-key very minimalist very in the background and thank goodness for that I realized because then when I was 80 hours in I was like oh if I'd listened to the same Mm -hmm. Hyrule Field (laughs) song throughout this whole thing I would have I I would have slipped my own throat a long time ago (laughs) and so no matter how good it is you can't listen to something for 80 hours straight without it driving you crazy Mm -hmm. um so i i get why they did it and i applaud it now the question is was the music that they put in any good what do you guys think
1: so uh again with limited scope of zelda history myself here um there's some of the music is things that I I look for and I recognize when I'm playing it like I Mm -hmm. recognize Zelda theme I recognize different places and different musics Um, and I actually really appreciated I think it was used in the right places at the right time and when I really came to realize that was one of my first times going into Hyrule Castle um, realizing you know what? This what the sort of thing that's normally played there, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Was, I'm not going to ask you to sing it. Don't worry, <laughs> that's okay. In fact, I'm begging you not to. <laughs> but I'm climbing up the side here, and I'm listening to the music that's kind of playing in the back there, and it's not enough to be like the focus of what you're doing, but it fits the area. And it's like this is exactly what I would expect to be listening, yeah. even though I've got malice all around me, I've got all, you know guardians everywhere. I'm still hearing the music of this area, and as I kind of visited other places after that first visit, I went, yeah, this is right. This is the music of. The you know the Gerudo Desert. This is the music of Kakariko Village. This is what I expect to be hearing when I'm in these areas. And then they've set triggers for certain times when you do things that are like once you cross a certain altitude or whatever, it triggers that that first open look out at the world at everything beneath you. You've made it to the top here. Music that crescendos, right. um, and they've used their other sound effects that are required the da na na na. Anytime you <laughs> open something, yes, that, the heart containers, staple. things like that. Yeah i feel like that this it fits i don't feel like this is a a major variation from previous zelda games even though it's not necessarily playing the whole time that you're running through the fields or whatever i still feel like it's there enough for if you're looking for it you can hear it yeah
0: there was when you're wandering through the different towns the the goron village or the zora village or whatever they call that thing a lot of the same themes that we've had from previous games, especially Ocarina of Time, have been recycled for those. Mm-hmm. Um, Ganon's Castle and, and mm-hmm. the other two. Uh, and so that's great. It gives you that little callback. You don't spend a ton of time in those places, and so you're not being bombarded by it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the the music in this. I think it's fantastic. Like you say, Ryan, I think it fits really well. If I had one complaint... It's that there is no... That I'm not taking any of the music with me. Mm-hmm. When I'm done with this game and I move on to something else, and, you know, and it's been five years since I've played Breath of the Wild, somebody will say, well, so what was the main theme? What's the thing you remember? In Ocarina of Time, it would be like Soraya's Song, maybe. Uh, or in... Uh, uh, oh, gosh, what's it? In, in Skyward Sword, it's the heroes. Thing, or the, the Ballad of the Goddess, right? There's there's something that you take with you musically and there isn't anything from this game that anybody will take with them, mm-hmm. which is, and I'm sure there'll be people that argue with me, well, you gotta <laughs> listen, go listen to the soundtrack and you know, whatever, <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I, I wish that there was something like that. Thoughts, Kayla, music.
2: Yeah, I think it's more effective than it is artistic. If that makes any sense, like, Ooh, it, I'm nice. Just, yeah, I'm not gonna dispute that it's still beautiful and well crafted, of course. But I think it's more geared towards the effect it has on the player than it is to just sit back and enjoy. I think Ocarina of Time delivers more on artistic than it does uh, necessarily effective. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I will say, like, when I was in the... I was exploring, like, the outskirts of the Goron City area, you know, near the volcanoes and all that. And then I just got this weird sense, like, oh, my gosh, something is wrong, something is wrong. Why is something wrong? And then I turn around. I'm, like, turning in a circle (laughs) trying to find out what's wrong. And then I realized it's the music. (laughs) And because there's, like, a thing super far ahead, but it gave me that immediate sense of dread, like a warning. And I was like, that's, I think, what the music is more there for. It's either like, oh, here's a good callback to Gorons. You remember all these good memories? You know, that's what it's there for. Or to warn you about something's about to happen or to give you that slight sense of dread. It it produces effect. Yeah. That's more what I'd say. I
0: think the only one that I might remember for a while. Hmm. Sorry, I was just looking this up. Do you remember that one?
1: Anytime you find a memory, you get that, yeah. which is currently what I've been doing—is running around getting the memories because I'm like, I need some story. Yeah. Anyway, but so
0: that I—I think you are absolutely right, Kayla. It's—it's it's very effective. It's, um, but yeah, maybe not meant to, not 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 meant to be remembered.
2: Yeah, I wish there had been like one character even just in the whole story even one character that had given you a song you know like surai's mm-hmm. song or zelda's lullaby or well we like do
0: that.
1: have cass's accordions unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately my favorite i was just looking something up and they referred to cass as the weird owl of hyrule oh, <laughs> the weird my Al. a weird owl weird that <laughs>
2: makes me like him twice as much though <laughs>
1: it's funny because their their thing is that all the songs are there. You can find mm-hmm. the great Fairy mm-hmm. Fountain music. And yeah. Cass, and whenever you approach him, he's playing Epona's song. Right. Yes. So I think I really that,
2: appreciated that.
1: That's, there's moments. Like, all of it's there in moments, but it's not there in the style that you've come to expect. And so yeah. it feels that it's not there at all. What, yeah. I,
0: I, like I said, I like that there are all those callbacks. I just I wanted something new. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that I could point to and say that belonged to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. You know, Epona song, that was an Ocarina of Time song, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, you could
1: have had a loop, but it would have, or an Ocarina or something, but it would have broken after you played three (laughs) songs on it.
2: (laughs) 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 That song was too heavy metal for this Ocarina to handle. Do you
1: guys
0: know there's a whole cottage industry out there of metal covers of video game music? Mm No. Oh, it's, it is. it's so good. (laughs) You know, you've got people on YouTube and I I cannot take my eyes off of them. They're these (laughs) metalheads who get on and they'll they'll get their kind of auto drum track going
1: and then they just sit there and shred in front of their webcams (laughs) all these video game... tunes it's wonderful it's yeah. whenever i get in the rare mood to listen to some metal something or that's yeah. always what i'm looking for i never go <laughs> never go to find true metal heads or whatever i'm like all right covers of mass effect or yes. something <laughs> um all right so
0: complaints there has been one giant overriding complaint from almost everybody who's played the game do you guys know what it is i'll say it and then you'll be like oh yeah Voice acting. Oh. So, uh, it was announced that this, before the game came out, it was announced that this game would have uh, voice actors. Link would not have one, you know, except for the, the typical, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> but most of the other main oh. characters would be voiced. And people were pretty uh, reticent about that. We weren't sure how to feel about it. And then, sure enough, here comes Zelda shouting things at you, and you're like, what is going on here? And, uh, the old guy at the beginning and all that stuff. Did you guys like the voice acting? Did it throw you off? Kayla, you go first on this one.
2: Okay. Um. Okay, well, I, I guess I still feel a bit undecided on it, and I think it's mainly because... It wasn't full voice acted, which actually I will say so far I appreciate that there's still all the funny little sounds in the background that all the characters make. Love that.
0: Once again, you should really go pro at this.
2: We'll talk to Nintendo, work out something. Um, but I, I guess the biggest thing, like I liked most of the voices so far, except Zelda's. <laughs> she sounds like a, like a 30-year-old British lady who's trying really hard to be a medieval.
0: Hey, guess what? the 30 year old british lady
2: (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) mind blown right there the
0: other one that people complain about most is mifa really yeah and and i yeah i definitely have more complaints about zelda than mifa Mm -hmm. i I was more or less fine with mifa the only problem was that sometimes it was hard to hear her yeah So you turn up mifa's voice a little bit but Mm -hmm. other than that
1: whatever uh ryan what did you think uh I didn't have any problems with any of the voice actors. Um, actually, I've I've appreciated all of all of those pieces. I understand why people have a hard time with it in a, in a Zelda game. Um, I looked to another series that had a similar problem, um, and not the Lego series. It's early games all the way up until a few years ago. Their characters never spoke. They made all sorts of noises, and Lego and the game creators would use that as kind of a way to they poked fun at things. So. You know, your Jedis are going, to, you know, <laughs> little funny moments. And that's the thing. By taking the voices away from them and only doing sounds like that, it makes it harder and harder. It makes it harder, not impossible, to tell a more serious story mm-hmm. than I think if you give them a voice and let them say things. Okay. And that's why I'm okay with this. Like, I understand that it's not, it's, if they'd given Link a voice, that I probably would have had a problem oh, with. Yeah. Um, but I had didn't really have a problem with the other characters speaking, other than just being irritated by whatever Birdface's name was. I, <laughs> I hated it. I hate his guardian character. Period. Right. I think you're supposed to. Yeah.
0: But but he his voice actor was great. Yeah. yeah. Very talented. And let me just say this. Here's my take on the issue because he's very talented. And I would say. That Mifa and Zelda or whatever, you know, whatever the voice actors were. I'm too lazy to look it up right now. But if you want to, you can go look it up. Also very talented. They're very yeah. good at what they do. Yeah. And this is something that uh, every once in a while, Ryan and I will encourage people when we do movie reviews. Think beyond just the actor. Mm-hmm. That's all that you see. But that's not all, that, not all that went into the creation of this. I think whoever voices Zelda is a wonderfully competent mm-hmm. voice actor actress whatever but if you want to blame somebody blame the casting yeah you know maybe they just found the wrong voice mm-hmm. I and I think there's a strong case to be made for that yeah.
2: uh, I, I have to put a caveat on my opinion like I didn't particularly like Zelda's voice I was like ooh that's that's not what I'd been imagining but that's the thing is I know these characters so well and Zelda and Link are so close that it's almost hard because everyone has a like a, a preconception about what they should sound like in their head. You know, for years I've had a Zelda voice in my head. And now that there is an actual Zelda voice, it doesn't match. I'm like, I don't like it. Nah.
0: Well, the weird part is that it doesn't even match her dad's. Yeah. Her dad has an American accent yeah. and she has a British one. <laughs> anyway, that, that was kind of one of those little things that people pointed out. Like, like why?
2: <laughs>
1: I would anyway. be interested just to hear, because there's two different voice casts for this. There's mm-hmm. nine Okay, they have two Mm -hmm. listed at what I was looking at. (laughs) I'd be interested to hear the different voices of Zelda or the different voices of Mm -hmm. each person Just hear Mm -hmm. that perhaps maybe in another language or in another version there, you found one that matches more what you're used to hearing, Yep, but just not in the words that you're hearing there because I don't have that connection to... I have a Zelda voice. No, I don't. It's just a generic woman's voice so mm-hmm. when it came out and it was a very nice lovely woman's voice I went hey that's Zelda that's good enough for me mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and I was like who'd this girl be <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah there was an update maybe a month or a month and a half after the game came out where they loaded up all nine languages and, mm-hmm. and made them available for anybody to download the voices oh, that's neat. so yeah go check out the Italian Zelda see if you like her it's better Spanish or Zelda. whatever yeah <laughs> Uh, all right,
1: to me, Zelda. go away, <laughs> Link.
2: Oh, I would be gosh. so happy.
1: Did okay, you get out the, the Mario. Just, to do. just get out. That <laughs> was the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs>
0: Bring me your Shika
1: slay, <laughs> <chica laughs> slate I'm Gonna Please. make cryonosis work better for you.
2: Please, yes, oh, I want this to happen.
1: <laughs> and I want to die. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. i will be doing insensitive voiceover for the rest of my life or for any of these characters that you'd like oh boy dlc no. we'll do insensitive dlc, DLC. <laughs>
0: wouldn't that be awesome if we did a riff track for breath of the wild yes. like you know go go to Z- ganon's castle and hit play and yeah. we'll give you a riff track <laughs> uh all right what oh i was just i was just gonna say Ryan, you and I have both dabbled in voice acting, Mm -hmm. and like I have a very, I have a very distinctive and odd and nasally voice, and (laughs) and like if somebody cast my voice, it would, it had better be because it was right for the part, right? Yeah. If you put my voice with the wrong thing, you're in trouble, (laughs) you know. And so, that's that's all that, uh, that's the last thing I wanted to bring up was just you know, again, look past what you see and hear from the game itself and think about what went into it don't blame this poor voice actress who may have been miscast she's very talented so uh but you know if you're not a huge zelda fan or i i don't know maybe that's the wrong way to say if you don't have a long history with zelda
1: invested in that history piece yeah mm -hmm. yeah like ryan then you're probably fine with it and so let it go it's okay. That being said, one of my first professional voice acting jobs, I played a seventy year old Spanish man. Did you really? Yeah. Oh wait. I have an IMDb. Weren't you credit. like Julio or something? Right. No, I, I was uh I was the f I was a fa- the father of the main character doing voice. He was just kind of his voice in his mind. Yeah. Oh. Seventy year old uh, Castilian Spanish. Can you do it now? G- give me a line. Uh I have to think back what it was. Hmm. What have you written that has not already been done? <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. No. And you got the job, <laughs> huh? I got the job. That was right there <laughs> uh, It's so bad It's very bad but anyway that yeah. was that, was, uh, that my, was i've got an imdb credit for it so i'll take it that's i that's <laughs> yes. legit i didn't
0: know that how come you never told me that i don't know it's uh, because I'm, of the accent you I'm, heard looking it. You no, I'm kidding. you up i'm kidding yeah <laughs> you don't want people to actually find that old commercial and listen to it
1: so uh was it a commercial no it was a it was a short it was a like a 10 minute short really mm-hmm. wow
2: cool, i actually do want to find it now
1: Huh, they found the whitest guy they could. To <laughs> play I with. submitted my so what I did is I saw the audition form or the audition for it and they said I'm looking for a uh, 70-80 year old Castilian Spanish speaking male or whatever. And so I submitted my audition without telling them who like I just did the audition without saying who uh-huh. I was or anything else, just giving <laughs> the the audio for it. And they they contacted me afterwards and said yeah, we didn't realize you were, like, the guy who spoke afterwards and you were the same person. And I was like, that is fantastic. Thank you so yeah, much. I really appreciate there's that. an endorsement for but you. Yeah, because I didn't give him a chance to realize this is a 30-year-old white male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, it worked. So, Kayla, one of the things
0: that the Legendarium is famous for is tangents, and now you know why. Yes. So, let's get back to <laughs> Zelda. We've got, uh, I'll give it another maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and uh, let's get away from... Well, yeah, let's get away from the, the voice actors a little bit and talk about the franchise in general, what this game does for the franchise. So now let's get back to, okay, let's get back to the story and where this fits with the story. There's one thing missing from this that's more important than the Hylian shield. It's more important than the master sword. It's more important than the green tunic that none of you have got because you haven't beat the game. Have you got it? No, No, you don't have it. uh, You have to get all 120 shrines and then you uh, get it. uh, Oh gosh. uh, I know.
1: That is like the worst prize uh, at the end of a major (laughs) marathon ever. (laughs) It's like running the Boston Marathon and here you go, here's a Twix bar. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love a Twix bar at the end of the Boston Marathon. (laughs) That sounds great. So
0: anyway, it's more important than all of that, and that is the Triforce. Uh, Really? There is no, I mean, there's mention of it, and I think uh-huh. Zelda's got it on the back of her hand or something. But, but they, like but it's not a central center. part of the game. And uh, and I'm sorry to sorry to spoil that for you, but uh, <laughs> we are talking about the game as a whole. And uh, and I missed it. And I think more so than the game, or sorry, more so than the story that we were talking about earlier. And I was kind of uh, wishing for more character-driven story. Mm-hmm. I miss the mythology. Yeah. And there's a certain mythology that generally goes along with Zelda games, and, and this one was kind of missing it a little bit. Uh, did you, Ryan, again, you don't have the history with it that Kayla and I do.
1: Did you care? Did you notice? Did you, did you miss it? I didn't really notice until I found it. Um, Where's that? <laughs> so, I I can't really say that it's the Triforce, but it's the... Um, again, I was trying to rush through some things today, and I went up Lanryu Mountain all the way up to the top, and got to the dragon that's up there uh-huh. I that, saw him. and I found uh, the shrine that's there. You're and right. The goddess shrine, the goddess shrines. So that one's the shrine of wisdom. Right. And then I was going around trying to find memories and I came across the shrine of power and I went, okay, here's the triforce, the shrines. I mean, they're not really right. visual mm-hmm. there, but each one of the dragons that's going around represents each piece of that. And mm-hmm. so I got to find the third one. Cause I'm like, I know there's a third one. I've already seen the dragon for it. So I'm like, that's to me, that was like, OK, there's the Triforce. That's what it is, is these these flying dragons that I found um, and these shrines representing the three powers of the Triforce here.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't count.
1: OK, <laughs> if I don't see three triangles, <laughs> it doesn't count. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, Kayla, did you miss it?
0: I
2: was actually thinking maybe I hadn't gotten to it yet, but now that I know it's just not there, I'm extremely disappointed in this <laughs> current moment. Um but I guess I can say like it the whole flavor of this story I think is just high rule in a completely new age of civilization. Like I'm really curious to see where it falls on the timeline. We've got like multiple theories, of course. Oh, we know where it is.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh I
2: haven't seen it. What tell me.
0: It's been stated it was like a week ago oh, okay. the game I think it was the director said that this game falls well after anything else uh-huh. on oh. the timeline the, the only question dystopian. now is which timeline Oh well, yeah. because there are three yeah so he hasn't and revealed which timeline then no
2: oh, okay well i figured it was way after all but
0: of them. yeah some people are saying oh it's timelines. some <laughs> some people are saying that it's actually all three timelines like they converged mm-hmm. because there are hints of all the it, like of different games yeah. through all three timelines. Anyway, who knows?
1: <laughs> I could see that, not knowing the other timeline things, not knowing anything about that. I could see though the events of one of my favorite things about this. This is minor tangent here. Is the fact that we are starting from the heroes losing? Mm-hmm. Calamity Ganon got out, and all the guardians have been beaten, and it's, you... it's the mm-hmm. it's
0: the Mistborn thing.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the heroes have lost, and so it's like, oh, <laughs> so I could I could see a. Three timelines converge, and it causes such a a rift, uh, such a a rift ripple, rift something in what a riftle. There we go. <laughs> it's going to cause a riftle that makes the heroes lose, and they have to start fresh and and kind mm-hmm. of pick up again. So. I really like that concept. Mm -hmm.
0: And I like the concept of not having to worry about three freaking timelines anymore. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, you pick up the 2011 Hyrule Historia coffee table book Mm -hmm. and you flip through that and you get to the page Mm -hmm. that's about the timelines and they try to explain to you. And it's like, no, this doesn't. You guys had no idea what you're doing. Shut up. You're Don't just trying to connect pretend. a bunch of different games. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I like the idea. I I do like the idea of many games spanning, you know, long mm-hmm. generations and years and all that. But uh, uh, But this gives it a chance to start fresh yeah. instead of trying to retcon a bunch of crap together. <laughs> so...
2: And I think that if nothing else, the Breath of the Wild story does a good job of that. Like you can, it feels like it's an entirely new age of Hyrule altogether. Like I don't feel like I, yeah, well, you know, you, you can see connections to all the past and everything like that, but you don't feel like they're brothers, brothers with the past. You feel like that's disconnected. You know, I mean, like the biggest mythology you receive in there is the story that, you know, the bird guy tells you and don't button mash with him. Um, you know, it was 10,000 years ago, you know, the first time that they were successful against Calamity Ganon, which makes me wonder what happened to make Ganon into Calamity Ganon and things like that. Like, I do, I have lots of questions. Yeah, it'd
0: be nice to know. I'd love to talk to him about it. (laughs) Can't, because he's not a character.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Excuse me, foggy pig thing. Would you tell me how you became this? Last time I saw you, you were... You were this. How uh, did you
2: transcend? <laughs> no,
0: speaking of Mistborn, when you do finally fight him, Ryan, you, his first form is a Mistwraith mm-hmm. uh, from Mistborn. Oh, really? And then his second form is giant pig Ganon guy. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I saw him the first, time, immediately, I was like, oh, it's a Mistwraith. Cool. Anyway, you'll get there. Uh, all right. We've only got a few more minutes left. Let's go back to Reddit. Because now we're going to get to our good friend A.U.'s question. Okay. And that is, do you prefer the retro Legend of Zeldas or the more modern ones? Mm. Or which one would you say is your favorite? Ryan, I know for a fact you have played this one, Ocarina of Time, and almost all of Skyward Sword. Yes. I, I will never let you live that down until you've beaten it, by the way.
1: <laughs> it's true. For those of you who haven't caught on before when we've discussed this... I played Skyward Sword all the way up to the last villain and then stopped. Literally Literally. like the the gate the gate was open and you didn't go in. Yeah. I (laughs) I, at any time I could just turn on my Wii and if I can beat Which by the way sounds filthy. (laughs) (laughs) If I turn on my Wii, I can go in and and just play the last villain. I'm the gateway up to to see I think it's his name is Demise. Yes. Up there. If I can beat him, I finish the game. Like that's literally where that save game is sitting right now. Never seen the end cinematic. (laughs) (laughs) Just Never did that. That being said, um, to answer the question, do I prefer the old ones to the new ones? Um, honestly, for me, the old ones... Have Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword. That's, I have played that's not old. Ma- Skyward Sword's not old. I but anyway, okay. go on. I should say that, and I have played some of Majora's Mask, and I've played at least 40 minutes of the SNES ones. Nice. So, um, I would say that anything from Ocarina of Time forward that is in that, that style, the 3D world, mm-hmm. that—that like that is what I have come to think of as Zelda that I enjoy. That okay. I, I wanna, if you want me to play that series, it's like that. Um, this game, I think, actually will set a standard for most open world games going forward. If you want to be successful, you have to match what they have done here to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Right. Um, and I would happily play more Zelda like this. What I would ask for is, again, that slight change to your durability system and give me a little more direction in my story and that follows Link. Like You can go through this whole thing and almost pick up no story. Yeah, no, you definitely could. And I want... In fact, I think
0: that's how I'm going to play the game next time. I'm curious to see if I can just shrine it up until I get my Master Sword and then go kill Ganon without doing a single Divine Beast. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'm curious. I'm pretty sure you can. (laughs) I have seen a video of... I haven't watched through the whole thing, but it's the, they beat it in like 25 minutes or did something they, like did that. Did they yeah. beat it or
0: did they... Because there was one where they went to Ganon. They got to Ganon in like eight and a half minutes or something like that. No, this but was, then I was like, there's no way you beat him with the stick you picked up. Mm, yeah, so. no, this was
1: like it was like 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, and it was beating the game thing or whatever. That's okay. how it was listed there. And I thought no game should be able to be beaten that quickly. Um that has a that has a story, yeah, mm. and there should be a story and i I'm a big proponent that a story shouldn't be optional
0: it's uh it's a strange thing that the members of the Legendarium
1: podcast would ask for more story yeah <laughs> yes how odd, how odd <laughs> just give me it and you can leave things as open the way that you did and that the story can be told in in pieces the way that it is, but I need more clear direction on how to get to it because I when Craig first gave it to me, after the first couple hours playing, it, I had no real drive to come back and continue playing. I didn't really care because I had no idea where I was going, no idea what I was doing, and I had nothing to drive me to wanting to do something. The only reason I knew that I needed to do more was because I had looked up and seen, like, okay, I've got to go you know, look at these divine beasts and things like that.
0: I just had a thought. This reminds me a lot of the, the gaming community or the gaming platforms, the games themselves, I guess I should say, remind me in some way of fantasy literature in general. Because the way you just talked about it is the way that I feel about most games, where I pick them up and it is a slog to learn it, to get the controls down, to care about the characters, to want to continue. And then you cross that threshold, you know, maybe you're 10, 15, 20 hours into the game, and you cross that cross that threshold and you need to beat it. You just want to keep going. And it sounds a lot like fantasy literature. If you grew up with it and if you Mm -hmm. If you know the genre well, then you understand that when you pick up this five book series, you're probably going to need to get through the first book or maybe two before you're really invested in everything and need to get through it. And I'm not sure that I love that. I would Mm -hmm. actually, I've been thinking for a while that I would love for fantasy literature as a genre to take a a bit of a turn toward uh, one-off books. It's one of the reasons I love Elantris so much and Warbreaker. Mm -hmm is that uh, it's it's get in, get out, it's interesting, and it teaches you something, and then you're done. And anyway, so with the open concept in video games, uh, the open world concept, yeah, I've had a problem with that. When I first got Shadow of Mordor, I played it for two hours and then completely forgot about it for two months because I just didn't care. Hmm. I didn't understand it. I didn't know where I was going, what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't understand the controls. And then it took sitting down for... 10 hours straight and forcing myself saying i there will be a reward but i've got to slog through it Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure that i love that um and i'd like to see some uh, some serious games you know not not like the two dollar (laughs) game of the day on Mm -hmm. the ps4 (laughs) network or whatever Uh, i'd like to see some serious games do a little bit better at being accessible Yeah. Faster.
2: That's a good word for it. Accessible.
0: Anyway, but let's get back to AU's question (laughs) Old Zelda or New Zelda? Kayla, what do you think?
2: Okay, well, you have to understand. And favorite game. Okay. You have to understand that I am 23, so I didn't really grow up with old ones. I wasn't going to tell anybody. Well, it's okay. I did. (laughs) Okay, sorry. You didn't grow up with the old ones. I didn't really grow up with the old ones. I did play a little bit of Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, but I was really confused about what was happening because I had like an, I'd started on somebody else's save file and, yeah mess. Um, so I didn't really enjoy those. So as far as I know, I didn't really enjoy the past ones. Okay. I started with Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um. So in my heart, nostalgia-wise, it is definitely my favorite, uh, Ocarina of Time is. As for playability, Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite okay. so far. All but, right. Like it... I think my favorite thing is it does, because I'm not, like, a hardcore gamer. Like, I am hardcore when it comes to Zelda. I will always play. If it's if it's there and I can get it, I will play it. But um, for games in general, I'm not, like, really fastidious. I don't get lots of, I don't like doing lots and lots of combos and lots and lots of different things and, like, styles and stuff like that. But... Breath of the Wild gave me the ability to play the way I wanted to play, Mm -hmm. which was stand up on a cliff and then just lob lots of bombs on moblins until they all die, which (laughs) was great. I felt so great. I was like, I'm so snaky. They don't even know I'm here, like a little sniper. Um, And I don't even care if that people think that's the easy way out. It was the enjoyable way for me.
0: Yeah. No, so, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and it let me do that instead of having to be like, you know, in past games like Ocarina of Time, you have to hit them at just this perfect time or else you're going to die. And I was like, great. This is great. This is going to take five hours of my life. <laughs> that's you
1: know? that, I have to say that's one of the most enjoyable moments in this game or the enjoyable moments in this game are the moments when you feel like you've beaten the system. Yes. Like here's a tower that's super, you know, it's super high up or whatever. And the, yeah, there's one. Um, With the brambles or the... Or there, the the dark rocks. There was there was one that I remember. Um, I don't even know if I've actually gotten that one. I'm pretty sure I have. Yes, I have. That was uh, it was like in this p- pile of water, and there's electrical Lozalfo swimming around in it. And I mm-hmm. I couldn't get up there, driving driving me nuts. And so I don't even remember exactly what I did, but I couldn't beat the creatures. I finally oh I used cry cryosis or cry whatever it is ah. to build a little like ice wall around <laughs> me so they couldn't get me the first little nice. bit, and then I had enough stamina to jump up to the top. Or you know, figuring yes. out like, hey, if I get up on that cliff, I can sail down to almost the top of this and avoid all the guardians that are underneath.
2: Yes, I've done. As that. It's like
1: feeling like you can cheat the system, even though you're not. You're just solving the puzzle a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a very, uh, very rewarding thing. Also, discovering how to parry the guardian shots was yeah, one of the greatest revelations. Yeah. Great a revelation. seems, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like if, in in past games, that was probably my number one complaint about Green of Time, and it <laughs> is still probably like like still my favorite game at from my heart, but playability-wise, Breath of the Wild, but it was just that I always tried to solve the puzzles the wrong way. Like, I was like, oh, yes, if I can do it this way, and I just couldn't jump there, or I couldn't do this, or I couldn't do that, and I was like, this is fine, I'll just follow it your way, Nintendo, that's fine with me.
1: I beat a whole shrine uh, with, I had a thunder something sword or whatever, and you had to hit, you had to get the electricity to the switch and I walked over to the Switch and I hit it with my thunder sword <laughs> thing and it opened the gate and I was like, ah, oh, that was easy. I didn't have to solve anything else. <laughs>
2: yes, see? <laughs>
0: that's why I've, I always keep one sword of each power mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. one of them is about to run out, I'm going to go find another one before I do anything else. That's a good idea. Uh, it, it, To answer AU's question myself, uh, retro Legend of Zeldas or more modern ones, I think maybe the line would be Ocarina of Time because like you said, Ryan, that's that's the 3D kind of more exploratory version compared to the old 2d versions which do i prefer i i might go with kayla on this one uh, and separate it between playability and enjoyability or whatever else you want to call General it love <laughs> yeah it, i do love playing breath of the wild skyward sword um, what's the, Twilight Princess, mm, love that one. Uh, Ocarina of Time, those are, I think those are a little more replayable mm-hmm. than some of the older ones. However, it's not, I don't think it's just a nostalgia thing. I think that the old Zelda games must, absolutely must be respected for the the simplicity that they brought, uh, the, the catchy simplicity that mm-hmm. they had. Because they didn't have that much to work with you know they didn't have the hard drive space or the memory to work with that these new games do and so you get this 16-bit link to the past and they're like oh gosh how do we make catchy songs well gosh dang it they found some catchy songs every single thing you hear in that game is you'll be humming it for hours if you Mm -hmm. want to Uh, every weapon was memorable every character was interesting and uh, you know all the the little sprites that they had you you remember what they look like and when you see them you're instantly transported and i think that that is something that generally speaking you don't get from the new games Mm -hmm. as great as they are in so many ways because of the simplicity of the old games uh they, they cemented those traditions, those things that you said, Ryan, you know, what makes a Zelda game? Well, you got to go back and play the original and play Link to the Past and play um, Link's Awakening if you want to know what makes a Zelda game. And so anyway, which ones do I prefer? Like I said, Skyward Sword is my, so far my favorite as just as far as going back and replaying over and over. But uh, Link to the Past holds more than a special place in my heart, so I might I might say that one. So, all right, we are at a buck oh five. We we're at an hour five. This is ridiculous. I can't believe we've talked about Zelda for this long. I can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and thank you everybody for listening and let's go ahead and just plug one more time. Head to patreon.com slash legendary and please support the show. We really appreciate everybody who does and we'll appreciate you do you too. If you do, Yeah, I can say words. Uh, and thelegendarium.reddit.com is where you can go join the conversation. I will put this episode and all the other ones up on the Reddit page, links to those so that you can comment and get into little scuffles with me and uh, and maybe Ryan if he ever gets back on Reddit. But uh, I, I, I love interacting with all of you there. So head to Reddit, uh, thelegendarium.reddit.com and we will see you all there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please share the show and enjoy your week until next time when we get back into the Wheel of Time. We'll see you all then.